Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Edge podcast, episode 20, the premiere episode of season three of the podcast. I hope you all had a happy Easter or you were being safe during this crazy time of quarantine and shelter at home orders. On this episode, we will be discussing main topics, including knives and steels we feel that are overrated, um, what to carry in formal situations, and the future of the Behind the Edge podcast. Um, so moving on to housekeeping. Uh, unfortunately for housekeeping today, we have some heavy news. Um, due to some unforeseen circumstances, uh, Brian will be taking an indefinite hiatus from the podcast. Um, please feel free to email us and I will pass around, uh, pass along any of your well wishes for him. Um, out of respect for him and everything that he's done for us, that's all I'm going to really say on the situation. Um, moving forward, the podcast will consist of Vex, Jake, and I as the mainstay hosts of each episode. Um, we'll be, you know, I'll be handling all of the show production and guesswork from here on out, uh, you know, looking for new guests and maybe potentially, uh, a temporary or permanent replacement, uh, for Brian in the future, depending on the situation. So, um, yeah, if you have any questions or concerns, please email behind the edge pod at gmail.com. Um, until then, I'll keep you all updated on the situation, what we're doing. I'm probably going to make a blog post on the website, um, sometime in the future. So that everyone, you know, that maybe hasn't been listening to the podcast can also read that and kind of understand what we're going with. Mm. Um, moving on to emails. I'm going to read you some emails here. We've got, uh, so we've got Tat, of course, <laughs> Tat. Tat being stupid. So Tat sent me a video called Moscow, Moscow um, of a song and people dancing um and then he sent uh let's see um then he sent me uh this email titled an investigation into a very popular knife reviewer and um here's how it goes he says all i'm writing this email today in order to bring to light something i found very troubling in the knife community it's something that we have all speculated on before, but never found any definitive proof. That is, until today. As of today, I, as the chief special investigator working on behalf of Captain Fed Smoker, have uncovered the fact that Nick Shabazz, alias clone hater Batman guy who frequently digresses, buys high-end clones with hidden hardware. It turns out that the pictures on his Instagram have been doctored. The hardware and logos have been added. I, under the authority of Captain Fat Smoker, used a very advanced program to reveal the original pictures. Those are included here. Also included is a screenshot from a video of the disassembly of one KnifeJoy 20CV smock. Again, Shabazz has dockered the footage to show logos and hardware. Again, this is deception. I'm including a screen grab from the true video. This is very shocking, and I can think of no better platform than your podcast to reveal the, uh, the truth. Do not cover this up. The people deserve to know the truth. Um, Chief Special Investigator Tat, and then some Russian. Well, Tat, his um, thank you so much for choosing us to be the exclusive source for this groundbreaking, earth-shattering, and kind of disturbing news. Um, I will say um, it, it bothers me on a personal level just because I've always bought knives with nick's philosophy you know if they can't be disassembled don't buy them however the fact that he doesn't have any hardware on his knives means they're all pinned 
Um, and he can't even clean them. So I'm not even sure why um, he does these fake 3D, you know, computer-generated disassembly videos. videos. It's disgusting. It, yeah, I can't believe it. Right. It's, um, it's awful. Honestly, and, as the clone hater biting clothes. And thank clothes. you to Fedsmoker for funding this thorough and very crucial investigation. Rest in peace. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, all I can say, Tat, is you've done a pretty decent job at Fed. Isn't it uh, weird at, how Fed Smoker is working on this case and he dies all of a sudden? He's been dead. Yeah, he's been dead for a while Isn't now. Isn't that weird, though? He's working on the biggest case yet and he dies. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Batman has unlimited resources and unlimited um, money. Yeah. I'll, I'll post uh, screenshots of um, of what Tat has sent us in the emails. Also, it's in the host lounge for y'all to look at. There's just a, that's what they all look like. That spider cone. Um, how do you even open that? That's a two hand open. There's not even a spidey hole. That's just, that's all, well. I guess you could compression lock swing it open. But you that's could, just, yeah. Um, it's a shame. Yeah. So <laughs> that's obviously Tat being crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so he did send another email. If says, Nick would like to come in and come on the podcast and comment on that, he's yeah, if very he wants welcome. To, wants to clear that up. Um, <laughs> Tat does follow up with an email titled Urgent Ed- Evidence. He says, All, more evidence has come to light. It appears that the so called Nick Shabazz, alias Pocket Pecker Predator, Boomer Hat Wearer, <laughs> and Nail Nick Nitpicker, is also a master of different accents. Evidence of this is included below. This leads me to believe that Nick's accent is a facade. I suspect that he is either from Australia or from Fargo, North Dakota. Um, <laughs> Why those two? Why those two and locations? Then he, links, then he links two of Nick Shabazz's videos where one he is doing his Medford accent and then another where he's doing his, like, um, I don't know, his stiletto accent. You know, so I guess yeah. <laughs> to like be fair, Italian his Russian accent is is very very good as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's all on Tat's conspiracy theory. If you all have any conspiracy theories you want to throw our way, I'm willing to read them on the podcast. <laughs> I would be interested to know why why he chose Fargo in Australia, but yeah. <laughs> Fargo. Really, Nick Shabazz is Frog from the Discord. Oh, <laughs> you just busted this case wide open. Um, <laughs> So, um, so we have another email from this man named, um, uh, Ryan. He, uh, he's actually, he goes by, he has a YouTube channel called Rivo's Workshop, or Workbench, sorry, Rivo's Workbench. Can you, can um, you hold on for just a second there, Echo? I, I actually, I need to check something real quick. It's just going to take me just a moment. Wh- what? <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. <clears throat> So Ribo's workbench. I've actually been following him on Instagram for a while. I did not know that was him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, um, I, 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 uh, I'm guessing this is relating to some recent events. But go ahead. Sorry. Oh no. Well, well, no, not really. I was just gonna shout him out because he asked. Uh, he actually emailed us and he was asking that. Well, he, he said that two of us mentioned that we were in the Carolinas and he was asking, you know, where we were from. Basically, he says you're in that, between us. Yeah, he says that he's from a certain city in, in one of the Carolinas. I'm not going to dox him, obviously, but um, yeah. So it's cool to see that he's pretty local. He's actually very close to me and Jake right now. He's like literally very, very close to either of us. So um, and yeah, dude, it's cool. you have some some sick 
sick watches. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you want to check out his uh, his YouTube channel, it's uh, Ribo's Workbench. Um, looks like he's got some pretty. He's got a good. He's got some good thumbnails. I'll give him that. I'm sure he's got some good content. I'll watch him. Um, <laughs> the real important question though: Does he have more subscribers than me? He has less. He's got 709 subscribers. He's a pretty okay. small channel. Does Does he upload more consistently than me? Oh shit! Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, he uploads. <laughs> He uploads Damn it, several times a week. Oh, yeah. making me... I haven't uploaded in about two months now. Looks like he so uploads we're... twice a week, maybe. God, we'll do it. Yeah. Sick watch collection that dude has. If y'all haven't checked out his Instagram, definitely go. It's under Ribo's Workbench. But I didn't even know that was him. I've just been following him. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty cool. Um, so thank you for reaching out, Ryan. Um, good to hear that you're watching or listening. You're Ryan, actually next... all three of us. Vex actually lives in my basement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next, we have an email. Um, its title is. Hold on, I gotta. Our gotta favorite email. Bear with me. Yeah, bear with me. It's um. Shishu Hong. I can't pronounce it. It's it, it, apparently it's Chinese. It's it's a. Uh, it's translated to metal hole. That's the title of this email. I don't know why metal hole. <laughs> Maybe that's a mistranslation. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, he's, it's from Zuzus98. He says, hello, boys. What was the most disappointing knife that you've purchased slash handled before? Um, additionally, do you do y'all have any plans to bring on more guests? I really enjoyed the episode with Brian Live, fake Brian, and would like to see more makers. Kisses and hugs, Zuzu. Um, yeah, Zuzus, um, Zuzu, uh, so the most disappointing knife that I think I've purchased is probably, honestly, um, honestly, I think it's my, my Alamic Swish, now that I'm done with with the honeymoon phase with it. Really? Yeah, mainly because, you know, it's got some issues with it, you know, it's got the the like you know it's supposedly was supposed to have its um it's a uh, oh god it's i'm blanking it's um stop pin fixed it's you know it's stop pin yeah, that's that was integral. sent off to olamic to do that right uh-huh and that wasn't fixed which bothers oh. me <laughs> so that's kind of the main issue the <laughs> okay that's, that's kind awful. of the main thing so like obviously that's disappointing right that's probably the most disappointing thing that's i've had happen in a knife purchase which is unfortunate. I still like the knife, um, but I don't know. Like it's kind of ugly. I r- did send an Instagram message to Alamic, but they never responded. So I'll have to send an email. But I didn't want to fiddle with warranty until the coronavirus stuff has been kind of, you know, petered off a little bit. Because um, you know I don't feel like dealing with warranty with companies right now. I do have a bug out to send to Benchmade, but yeah. Me too, actually. Um. Most disappointing knife that I've handled. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think probably that Olamic's just because of the circumstances with it is just the most disappointing knife I've gotten overall. Um, so that's unfortunate, but I still like the knife for the most part. So yeah, that's that's my experience. Um, my most disappointing knife purchase, <clears throat> excuse me, was the Buck Vantage. Um, speaking of Brian Lie, he actually uh, had one of those as well, so you can attest to this. Um, it has a completely rounded, smoothed-off flipper tab. 
and the worst action I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, in order to flip that, the, the flipper tab was more of like a suggestion for the knife to open. It wasn't really an opening mechanism. Um, so that was absolute trash. And disappointing knives that I've handled, don't laugh, but um, I tried a bunch of Medfords a while back, and most of them were garbage. One out of six was like, I was like, oh, I'd buy this. Not for that price, but I'd buy this. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were just god-awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never handled a Medford. I've seen them, though, in person. I've, I've, owned a de- I've owned one decent one, and I've handled another decent one, but both of them are very small. All the like big Medfords, they're, they're just gritty and mm-hmm. stiff, and it's just not, I don't know. I guess I'll amend my statement a little bit. Every CRKT I've owned has been disappointing for even $20. That I spend on them. Like, <laughs> Damn, like I'm gonna, real. I'm gonna pull out right now the CRKT Crawford Casper that I got. Sorry for the little uh, stuff falling, but just pulls it out of an old drawer, and <laughs> it's this old. I've talked about it before on the podcast. It's this old knife I bought when I was first into knives, and it's just god awful. Even for like, I think twenty dollars I paid for it. I don't even think it's worth that much. ACR thirteen <laughs> MOV, crazy detent. A rock um like i can literally open it right now just by flicking it like there it is i didn't even like flick it open i just like flicked my wrist with the knife closed you nick shabazzed it yeah i nick shabazzed <laughs> it but without even without even like putting my hand thumb on the thumb stud um also you know i wanted to take it apart um and <laughs> like uh literally like i put the torque screw into the pivot and it immediately wallered out immediately. Oh. Not even, it's just, it's just like, like, like butter, just, you know, like that. So, uh, yeah. So this knife is never coming apart, but you know, whatever. Um, it's a piece of junk. Same with the, the, um, the CRKT tirade I got. That was the button lock tie. Design. I've liked a couple of CRKTs that I've got, but most of them have just been, mediocre they're very inconsistent you get what you're for or like the pilars that all had different sized backspacers Dude, and so i've handled burns. probably three three pilars um one of them has been pretty good the other two were just horrible yeah mine was pretty awful but Bad. about you vex what's the most disappointing knife that you've purchased and handled um by far my um will moon storm chrome like, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot that you got that. Like, I'm not an angry person or, like, have a short temper at all. But, like, I got off of work. I left work early <laughs> to get the knife because, like, <laughs> my mail gets delivered at my house at, like, noon. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to take the day off because this knife's going to be awesome. Then um, I dropped it off the post office. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, like, pissed off. It was, like, it's terrible. Like, it's like, um... You make knives for like a week, and that's what you made. That's what it felt right. like. Right. This is the knife I, that you told me about that you like felt like you wanted to like throw up or something like that. Dude, I was so it. mad. You're like so upset. I was so mad. <laughs> so that was by far the worst. That might be the worst knife I've handled and bought at the same. Dude, it was like six hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah th- right. there's a video out there on that one, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, Almost, I, I recorded a video. Like more than a dude, more than half a grand for a piece of junk, basically. Jesus. Yeah, that would be mad terrible. too. Yeah, but, you feel like you got scammed, basically, right? Yeah, I feel like I got scammed, and I thought he's gonna yeah. like straight up just yeah. like 
goes me. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's not, you know, he's not doing his knife making anymore, so I guess nobody has to worry about that now, but That'll I don't know. It's unfortunate because I actually did like his designs. Um, some of the designs weren't awful. Despite what people say about them, were pretty cool. Despite what people say about them, kind of being, people call them like 940 copies and stuff like that. I don't necessarily believe that's true. I mean, I think maybe they're reminiscent of them. Like I can see, you know, but I think they had enough different about them that they were kind of their own thing. Yeah. Um, and all the materials he used, like on the knives that he made for, like that he would show off not the ones that people got were very, very cool looking. You know, the, when, the, like yeah. when he actually did the materials well, they looked awesome. Like some crazy, you know, I don't know, a lot crazy of carbon green, fiber. Yeah, carbon fiber with the green, green. Yeah. blue, purple. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, moving on to our pocket dumps. Uh, so today I'm carrying, I didn't really carry it cause I didn't leave the house today. You know, social distancing distancing and all that um but today what i have in front of me is my new sage 5 um technically it's a lightweight but uh it has the custom discord uh scales on it the knife club discord scales so yeah if you don't know much about our discord you should join it because you can get access to custom scales and custom knives for stuff like this um basically we had a committee who decided on a knife that they wanted to put uh, custom uh, aspects to it to. Um, so what we they decided on this time around was the Sage 5 Lightweight, mainly mm. because of the new pivot uh, system What most have. of them decided on was the Sage Okay, well, Jake didn't decide on it, but anyways, what they... <laughs> everyone came to the agreement to. It's not like you didn't come to the agreement, Jake. I didn't I mean, have an option. You to be voted, fair, everyone voted, and this is what ended up being. To be fair, like it's amazing. If you guys are part of the Discord and you have one, you already know. Like these scales are just beautiful. So yeah, so what what the scales are? They are side cut carbon fiber scales from Fat Carbon, um, and the majority of them are. Uh, they have this sunburst design designed by Will Parsons. Um, that have been milled out into them. They look gorgeous. Um, there are two very, very rare, exclusive, non-sunburst versions that honestly are almost arguably prettier, but I do like the sunburst texture. I do believe one of them is up for sale by Sheer. Yeah. I could be wrong. It, it might have been sold now. I don't know. Yeah, That sunburst but is like, it, it looks amazing in the sun. It is. It's crazy. Yeah, the way so the sunburst makes the the side cut pattern look more squiggly. It just plays with the light really well. This whole knife plays with the light like crazy. Yeah, and the and the chamfered um, smooth sides are very almost look marbled the way that they are. It's like it's just gorgeous all the way around. Um, so yeah, I have to thank Darth for helping me acquire this knife. Darth actually bought <laughs> bought the payments for me. What a man um, right there. And he basically, because I, you know, I'm a college student. I don't really have that much money. So he basically um, paid for the payments for me, and then I paid him back later. So I really appreciate that, Dorothy. Thank you very much. You know, I couldn't have this knife without you. And I could not have won, <laughs> could not have won the giveaway. I hate you so much. <laughs> I could not have won the giveaway that um, Carbidize <laughs> did with these knives. I, I also won... Um, a ZT05, oh, oh, sorry, a ZT04 fi- 52 
um, CF Glow. Um, so it's the 0452 CF with the glow, glow in the dark scales. Um, you know, S35 VN steel or whatever on it. Um, very, very, very awesome knife. Uh, mainly just because of the glow carbon fiber. Like, that just is I, gorgeous. I've seen the glow one time in person, but it wasn't on the um, 462 mm-hmm. unfor- or 452, unfortunately. Yeah, 452. Um, but it looked really cool. If I could find one of the glow 452s, I'd probably buy it. Like it, it looks awesome. It's such a big gimmick, to be honest. But like, it looks I, cool though. It is it, cool, right? But you, you I, at first I was like, at first I was like, <laughs> oh well, I'm only going to be able to see it when I charge it up with light, right? But if you go outside and hold it out <laughs> in the light, that. if you hold, if you go, yeah, if you go outside and hold it out in the light, the whole knife basically turns green. Um. So the glow in the dark kind of works out in the daylight too, and it just kind of makes the knife look you just super green. You make everyone jealous around you. They're like, "Oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing." So yeah, I really appreciate Darth for helping me get the knife, and in in turn helping me get the um, the giveaway that I won. Um, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I wasn't the only person. That <laughs> I wasn't the only person that won a giveaway. There's three different giveaways. You um, win so many giveaways. <laughs> Yeah, I'm lucky, I guess. I don't you, know. You really are. I've um, gotten a lot of free knives in my time. Yeah. I think all of us, like, if you're part of the Discord, you've probably gotten at least one free knife from somebody. You've yeah. probably given a few away as well. But that's another reason. You win. That's another reason to join the Discord is a lot of people do giveaways, and they'll do giveaways for longtime members or giveaways for new members. So even if you're a new member, like if you join, you're a new member, you do have the opportunity to win oh, a yeah. free knife just for being there. Yeah, it is. It is, and you have the opportunity to buy these awesome Discord exclusives that are limited runs. There's only like 33 of these, I think. Is that true, Jake? There's some, like 30 something of these I, sages. I have no idea. I... There's only like I think there are 33 <laughs> orders or something. Maybe I, I I was there until I started losing the votes, and then I was like, I don't like this no more. And then I came back when I saw how pretty it was, and I was like, was I know, <laughs> I know, Benial will correct me later, but there's like 30 yeah, something. Uh, he for there's sure like, has the numbers. Yeah, there's like 30-something of these ordered, only 30-something of these out in existence, and Carbidize will not do any more of this configuration. Um, so, yeah. He will do other configurations, but not of this exact configuration. So they are completely exclusive. Um, so for sure, Jordan, well, um, we, don't, we don't always do expensive ones. Sometimes they're cheaper ones. Oh, yeah, the PLR was like, what, 50 bucks, something like that, it's 40 bucks. So, yeah, it was great. Um, plus, we got I got stickers. Which is nice. Um, yeah. Stickers? Well, I got an Indiana Knives sticker. See, I didn't go... I was stupid. I just bought the scales and I didn't buy the knife. And then I'd end up buying the knife afterwards. Because <laughs> I got the scales and I was like, Oh, I do like this. Why would I do that? God. I'm a moron. Um, uh, so what are you carrying today, Jake? I'm carrying my most recent acquisition and probably my last knife for a good long time. The um, Oz Machine Company Roosevelt. Um, this one has some Arctic Storm back carbon on it, and it's anodized, and it's like grayish blue. I acquired this from Tat. Um, he needed funds to help fund the investigation for Nick. Um, after <laughs> Fed Smoker, rest in peace. Uh, he was funding the whole investigation. Tat needed some some money, and I was more than happy to help him out um, in uh, the fight for justice and truth. But all I've got to say is. And I apologize, you're going to have to repeat this. 
holy shit, this is amazing. Like, I, I got this in. I was just going to borrow it at first. And I was like, I hope I really hope I don't like this. And I got it in. I was like, oh, my God, this is one of the best knives I've ever held in my hands. It's it's awesome. It's perfect for spidey flicking. The action is incredible. The ergonomics actually worked for me, which is strange. And it's it's super thin. It's really lightweight. And it's it's just it's good. I really don't have anything to complain about with this whole knife, which is astounding. Except for the price. Mm-hmm. They're, with, they're expensive as hell. But, um... I think they start at like five, which isn't too bad for a full custom. Yeah. Um, That's what I you, you'll have to post a picture of it, and I'll, I'll link that on the website. Oh, for sure. Um, but it sounds very cool. What about you, Vex? Um, I'm carrying my most recent knife, too, the Trevor Burger EXK Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been wary about buying Trevor Burger just because, I don't know, it's hard to buy expensive knives and not handle them first because that's a huge risk. They might be garbage. Oh, yeah. But enough people in the Discord have had them and they love them, it seems. So, mm-hmm. you know, I- reputable people that actually handle a lot of knives. So it's not like they're just like fanboys just because they handled one knife. But so I bought one that kind of my perfect configuration it has the blue twill in it. And I love blue. I love twill. So I bought um- it. Awesome. You carry a lot of uh, EXKs, don't you? I feel like every time no, no, we do a this podcast. This is the first time I ever had one. Oh, really? Dude, yeah, I, I get a... them all confused, too. Don't worry about it, okay. EXK is the small one. LEXK oh, is the big one. Maybe I'm thinking of, like, EWCs or something like that. No. I don't know. Vex, Vex says I, I, all the South African knives, for the most part, look the same to me. I just, so many of them just have, I'm not crapping on you, Vex. So many of them have, like, blue CF and, um, I love and, blue like, CF. Most, Fancy, I like it too, but all of them have it, and they all no, have like fancy bolsters. It. If I'm gonna spend a lot of money in a knife, if I show a normie, they better be like, well, "That looks expensive." I'm not gonna buy a thousand dollar knife that's just plain tie. Like, wow, dude, look at your um, plain titanium knife. That's a thousand dollars. That's how, that's my logic. Like, I'm that dude. If I'm gonna get if a lift I show on my truck, normie, I want, it, an I want inch them lift, to not know how much lift. it costs. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, that looks expensive. Like, yes, sir, I spent a lot of money on it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I don't show people my knives thank you for justifying my purpose I don't, he said I don't show people my knife last time I tried to show someone my knife it was my old Spectre and they almost dropped it so I'm just like yeah that's oh, never gonna happen again so. that would stress me out especially with the Spectre like let's not drop a grand <laughs> yeah let's uh um, please yeah people it's hard to trust people with your knives cause it's so oh, funny. Yeah, it's just 100%. a normal flipper. They act like it's a gun. Like it's gonna like fall their hands. Like oh, the yeah. recoil no. is not even there. <laughs> I've given my knives to my dad and I've watched him almost drop it. And I've given my knives to my roommate and I've watched him almost drop it. Like, it's like yeah. how important you have to be to drop a knife. Speaking of pulling out knives to people in public, I actually wanted to kind of do a little aside on this actually. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking to me about like um how you know, they're irritated that, um, you know, like, someone will get, like, afraid. They're basically offended that someone will be afraid of them, like, flipping their knife in a lecture hall uh, of a university, right? Uh, um, now listen, I'm in a place. Listen, yeah, exactly. So there are a lot of people that have tried to, you know, tell me that they're irritated at the, um, at the people who are getting, like, um, you know, uncomfortable with that. And, you know, my argument to that is like, 
you know, number one, here's number one. If you're flipping your knife in a lecture hall, you are creating a distraction. You know, that is the most annoying thing. Like, look, look, like, look at me doing it on the podcast. Look. Now imagine yeah. that while trying to study or listen yeah. to a lecture for two hours. If we're doing it on the podcast, I know it annoys people on the podcast that are listening. You know, we get we and, get beat afterwards if we do that. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you're doing that in a lecture hall when like, and I'm a college student, you know, so like I can I get annoyed when people are even whispering in a lecture hall, right? Um, you're creating a distraction. You shouldn't be offended when people get uncomfortable with that. Uh, number two, um, you th- a lot of people have posed the argument to me that, well, they think I'm going to kill someone and a knife is a tool. Well, a knife is a tool when you use it as a tool, right? If You if don't you, go in class, like, just throwing a hammer up in there and catching it. Exactly. <laughs> you you there, look like it a is one, It is one thing to take your knife out and instantly, visibly start doing something with it that was important at the time. So let's just say, I don't know, you have like a string or something like that and it's really bothering you and you cut it and people see you cut it and then put the knife away. That's fine. But if you're just flicking it, it's not a tool. You're treating it like a toy. Okay. Yeah. And I know we all like to play with our knives like they're toys, but that's why that's we have some sense. You're not supposed, you shouldn't be playing with your toys in class like that. You yeah, know? even pulling out a fidget spinner is like, why, why? You're they, creating a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, so, yeah, so if you're flipping it in class, people are like, well, what's his intention for that? Is he like, is that guy like, you know, the next, you know, like, gonna massacre somebody? Is he gonna kill somebody? Like, what is he doing, you know? Like, why, what, what's your purpose for flipping the knife in, you know, in that, like, lecture hall setting where you're literally sitting in a lecture hall of 200 people you know like I don't know to me you kind of look like kind of a tool (laughs) you know when you're doing that you just kind of look like you know you're not being respectful of everybody of course people are going to of course people are going to question your intentions of doing that Um, so I don't think anybody should be offended when you get questioned for that you know yeah Um, have some respect and some people will say like it's a free country or whatever and you can do what you want (laughs) That's not necessarily true in a college, you know? Like, you can't do everything that you want. Um, also, be considerate of the other 199 people who are paying the same amount as you Yeah. to go to that class. Right. Like, don't, um, don't be a dick about it. Just uh-huh. be respectful. And, you know, it's like you can say, like, it's your right to, you know, flip your knife or whatever, but it's also their right to ask you to stop. And, you know, if you're a good, if you're a good person at heart, I think you should try to understand it from their point of view that you're either creating a distraction, making them uncomfortable. And you know, if I'm making someone uncomfortable, I don't know, I guess some people don't care, but I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. You know, like I don't want to make people feel like they're in an unsafe place. Like I know how unsafe some colleges can feel, um, especially in this political climate. So like, I don't want to make them feel any more unsafe than they already do. You know, and we're not trying to shame you, but just, (laughs) Like, be considerate. Wait till you get back to your dorm and then just flick it like crazy. You yeah, know, if you're do, in your do, own do your comfort of your own area, then you can do whatever you want. If someone's getting uncomfortable, you can tell them to like get away from you or leave because it's your area. But exactly, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, so that's kind of just what I wanted to touch on because you know I think some people aren't. You know, uh, I I just hear a lot of people being upset about that and being upset about people telling them to stop flicking their knives and 
personally, I just think that it's kind of ridiculous to be upset at people for that because, you know, I don't know. Like Jake said, it's a, there's a time and place for everything, and I don't think, like, a class is the time and place for it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyways, with that aside, moving on, we have the main topics of the episode. I'm not sure how long this episode will be. You'll see. Probably, um, probably about Six an hour and a half. Six to seven days. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so the first main topic we have of today is um, we're going to talk about knives we feel that are overrated and, you know, kind of what we define as overrated, right? Um, so, yeah. So, for me, personally, um, I think I find most... Uh, well, okay, let me go into why I find this stuff overrated. But what I find to be overrated about knives would be that they're overhyped for how good they are for the price that they are, right? So personally, the most overrated, most overrated knives that I find to be overrated are the Chris Reeve knives. Anyone, every single one, personally. Um, like I have my Sage Five right here, and it's higher quality, like action. You know, the custom scales, like they're custom, but they are way cheaper than just buying a standard Sabenza, a twenty-one, a thirty-one, whatever. They're way cheaper, but higher quality material you could buy two of them basically for the price of a Sabenza. Right. um like this whole knife costs like 210 dollars for me that's like a hundred dollars less than a Sabenza small um so like you know like to me like i feel like and i handled a Sabenza for an extended period of time recently a small Sabenza 21 that was a standard um right re- the regular like what was it uh Whatever the regular blade shape is, clip point or something like that. Drop um, point. Drop point. Sorry. Um, um, clip point. Sabenza would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I handled that one for a pretty extended period of time, like a week or two, maybe two weeks. Um, and you know, like it was cool, right? Like it, it had, it obviously had the amazing Sabenza hydraulic action that everybody talked about. It did have that, right? But also. That's like a $300 knife, right? And when I would shake it, it would rattle like crazy. This is before I fixed the rattle with some oil. Um, That was extremely annoying on like a $300 knife. Whereas, you know, any knife that I have now that's $200 didn't have that. Heck, even my $130 Para 2 in 20CB, it it just felt way higher quality than the Sabenza, except for the G10 scales, but, you know, that aside, um, even my carbon fiber knives and my titanium knives, for way less, feel much higher quality. Um, you know, and, like, personally, I feel like most of the Chris Reeves knives, they don't do anything um, different. Like, I know they're iconic designs or whatever, but, you know, even, icon- even like, a CRK is just living off of their um, legacy, you know, off of the Sabenza, basically, right? Like, that's what yeah. they're living off of. And um, they, they can do that for a little while, but at some point, it's going to get old. Yeah, how long are they going to do this for, right? Like, I mean, it's they... been 31 years, so I don't see it going away anytime soon. Right, no, but, but I'm they're just... becoming a lot less, at Prevalent? least to, to me, they seem like they're less popular, yeah. Yeah, 
Um, I've heard within the past year, I've heard a lot more upset about CRK and where the company's going um, compared to when I first got into knives, when it was like the Grail. You know, that was like the amazing knife oh, yeah. company to buy from. A couple of years ago, that was like that was yeah. the high end knife. Uh, so, right before you got into customs, you got a Sabenza. Right. Um, I just feel like now in 2020, you know, in 2013, I think that they, for the price that they were asking and the and the other knives that were out there, I think that it was reasonable, right? Because that was kind of near the the built tough stage of knives, right? And so, and you know, there was the steels at that point were more high end than they are now, right? Because right now it's all like S35 VN and you know, they run a little soft, they hardened it up a little bit more, but they still run a little soft, and they're just, you know, they're not doing anything interesting. It's just, they just feel overhyped, overrated. Um, I liked the Sabenza that I tried for like $200, you know, not for yeah, like $300. I, I, think, I think at two two fifty new, mm-hmm. um, they would be doing honestly pretty good. I, right. I would love to own like, an Omnum's on, but I'm not paying. What are they? Four hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, four hundred dollars. I'm like, some, yeah. I'm not paying that. You That's get a insane. you get a Riot Jack for that, right? Which is yeah, which is a kind of way nicer. An, literally an integral knife with probably some of the best manufacturing tolerances. Well, and period. also some crazy milling. You know, they have some cool milling on the Jack, and also like the this, this carbon fiber is gorgeous. And all that, or you know, you can get my um, like I I bought my, and I know this is for a pretty significant discount, but I bought my Olamic Swish for three hundred dollars, and despite that being a disappointing knife to me when I got it, I do see the three hundred dollars in that that I got, um, compared to like buying a three hundred dollar set, right? Yeah. Um, and Olamics go for pretty cheap. If you even if you get a standard one used, it's about like three hundred and so dollars. Which I feel like it's pretty, pretty um, a Lomic Swish at least is pretty um, it's pretty fine, uh, price wise at least compared to like a Sabenza or something like that. Um, additionally, uh, this might be a hot take for some people, but I, I don't know if I haven't tried enough of these knives or if I tr- haven't like um, you know I just haven't found enough good ones or whatever. But I've only I think I've only tried two, but um, I find Sheer Gorov's pretty overrated personally. Um, for the price that people spend on them, and I, you know, I've seen some go for like over a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, if you get a limited production one, sometimes they'll go, oh, yeah, quite a bit above two. That's obviously very overrated, uh, you know, for what you're getting. Um, I, sometimes I think maybe I haven't tried enough to justify my opinion because I think I've tried two now. I can't remember what they are. I'm sorry. Um. One of them I tried had been, uh, very it had been kind of passed around the Reddit community probably through thirty or forty people, um, and so it had had its lock worn down to the end, you know, because they Shiro's locks, they, kind you know they kind of stop early, right? They don't, the way their insert works, like it it ends up stopping. It can't go all the way across the interface, like yeah, like a yeah, right, so. It was at the end of its life. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Like, the action is good, but I don't know if, you know, the quality of it merits the price, right? Because I've also seen a lot of people talk about how crazy 
uh, Shiro's lock bar travel is when you like squeeze hard on the knife. You know, so if you squeeze, it might travel like another 25% or maybe even 50% more across the blade than it is, you know? Yeah. Or I've seen how <laughs> Shiro's will be like 5% lock up. And I don't know, the variability in the lockup is kind of weird to me. I just don't see, you know, this is another one of those things where I don't see the value in what they are. Um, I just find them overrated. But yeah, that's uh, that's my hot take. Um, so yeah, you want to go, Jake, talk about your your overrated sure. knives? Um, so I'm going to get the first two out of the way, um, CRK and Shirogorov. I agree on both fronts. I'm probably not quite as... Um, disappointed by them but i will say the prices are ridiculous um crk needs to drop their prices by a hundred dollars for every single knife they have at a minimum um it's it's insane um there i had one for i owned it for probably about an hour and a half before i sold it um it was just and, and i got a pretty good price on it um it was just not what i was expecting um, and I'm, I'd still be open to trying them in the future, but not at their new prices. That's just too much for Titanium S35VN, um, especially considering I got, like, my Kaiser T1. Same materials, basically, for 80 bucks. That's not that's not okay. Um, especially, like like you said, Echo, in 2020, that's that's not all right. Um, right. They're getting destroyed by the competition. I mean, it's all value. right. It's all right, but not for, like, $300. You no. know what I mean? No, there's it, nothing for, special for the right about price, it. price, like an American-made, well-made knife for those materials. You know, I I, I could see two fifty or so, but that's about the upper limit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, on Shirogorov, um, the ones that I've tried have been really, really good in the action department, and the fit and finish has been really, really good on them. But six, seven hundred dollars new—that's that's just way too much. Um, they realistically need to be around. CRK prices are maybe a little bit lower. I think I think four or so um, for the entry level models wouldn't be too terrible because the mm. action's good. Some of the materials they use are really really cool, like um, you know Vanex Super Clean Steel. They use a lot of interesting um, steels, especially, and they're very carryable. Um, they're just really really good EDC knives. Um, since you made that comment about the lock being wear- worn down, I'd probably be a bit wary about you know using them as hard as you might some other knives but uh they're just they're just too expensive yeah definitely the last two i'm going to touch on um trm and north is it is it north North arms Arms? yeah north arms sorry they've fallen out of fashion a little bit but god they have really like yeah both of those are they're around 200 ish dollars maybe a little bit higher maybe a little bit lower depending on what you get and Let's be honest, they were popularized because of Nick. Nick Shabazz, um, he mentioned them, he mentioned he liked them, and people got all over it. Um, with the Skaha, people knew already that they were literally just paying for the action on that knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, at least, you know, in the knives that I've handled, I've probably, I've probably owned around 100 knives or so at this point, kind of in and out. Um, you can get exceptionally good actions for much much less than $200 well yeah this uh, Sage 5 lightweight if you get it with the regular scales you're paying like the action on this is fantastic or you know um, even the mass drop knives they have pretty decent action 
Yeah, are. or even Civivi. Like, there's there's oh, yeah, so right. many more options nowadays than than that. I don't see why those, which they aren't so relevant anymore, but I don't see why those were really a thing. Um, and then TRM Three Rivers Manufacturing, um, mm-hmm. the one that I handled just felt cheap. Right. Like, it seemed like it was okay, mm-hmm. but because it, it's still like G10 scales, right? Uh, the one I tried to think was, um, yeah, I think it was G10. So I can understand them feeling pretty cheap, you know. But the the knife just I I don't know the construction didn't seem like it was that good. Yeah. Um I've handled some G10 knives that feel much 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 better. Again, back to Civivi a little bit, um, for what a third of the price. They're just I, I understand they're it's that American made thing. I know that raises the price a little bit, but I think they were overhyped. Mm. They're just oh yeah. Too, Listen, too North much. Arms. Listen, I know it's like a it's like a father and son, right? I think that do the company. Yeah, I think. Listen, so. there have been people on their waiting list for years. Like <laughs> Benaya, he's been on the waiting list for like a full year now, I think, and they oh, wow. still got time. You know, like this is wild, man. If you want one of these knives, you literally will not be able to get it. And I think and I don't if you know. Buy an aftermarket, there's a markup. I know. I know it's like a small, small team, um, and and the uh, you know the <clears throat> the demand was high, but I feel like they're kind of honestly worse than like Grimsmo when Grimsmo was small, you know, at tr- getting knives out to people. Like I don't know, like I don't know. I know it's like you know for two people it's hard to, you know. I know they probably don't have the capabilities. They don't have enough machines. To, they probably only have to can do one knife at a time. But let's be realistic with the amount of knives they've sold. There's there's no reason for them to not be able to hire a bit more staff or upgrade machinery. That's what I'm thinking. Like, where's the money going, right? Because I know, yeah, you're exactly right. Where is the money going, right? Because like, they could have upped production. Um, and the materials they're using made aren't production more crazy. efficient. Yeah, it's just G10. Um, was S35VN, I think. Yeah, yeah, S35VN, and then, you know, whatever they're just some screws and some, you know, and they, they get their, you know, their steel for their, um, their, their liners and stuff. But, you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't see why it takes so long to get a knife like that, you know, when, it, like, what, what do they have that the competition doesn't, right? Because, you know, you can make the argument that their action is almost like a Norseman or something like that. But I the personally, Norseman that I handled even was kind of, I should have put that one on here. Little bit floppy. Oh really? Yeah, a little, little bit I soft almost, on the well, See, I almost put the Norseman on here, um, but now that Norsemans are going for about six twenty five, six hundred dollars, I think they're yeah. worth that ha- price. Having handled one, I think six hundred bucks is perfectly fine. Um, if I dropped a grand on it, I'd be pissed. But is the, they weren't that bad, and the blade on them, I I can't I can't put them here just because the blade is amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with your point on um. <laughs> North Arms, so yeah, Vex, you wanna you wanna talk about your <clears throat> overrated knives? Um, yeah, let's discuss yeah. those. I really don't. Overrated to me is like just the quality, because price. Sure, Groves, I think they're great, but I think they're about twenty five percent overpriced. CRK, I mean, I always tell people this, and it sounds super condescending, but. 
I feel like that's one of the knives you won't appreciate fully until you've handled a lot of knives like for a while. And then you come back to reality and you're like, wait a second, I just need a knife to cut things. I don't need a knife for the action. I don't need a knife for the fancy smanchy bullshit. So that's why a lot of people go to CRK because there's nothing fancy about CRKs most of the time. I'll it's agree just, with it, you, but you don't think the price is a little high? I mean, I think for the material, I think for the S35, that's my biggest complaint is the S35 just because... Oh, yeah, the the, the tight their handles aren't that... The blast kind of pisses me off. I mean... But the fact that they're still using S35 at personally, I'm a, Personally, I like the blast. I know it's like a cheap... I image, love the blast. I, I just like the way it, it... I like the way it feels. So Mirror Stonewasher death. Yeah, so <laughs> apparently they're going to move the S45 eventually so that would be a huge upgrade because it performs a lot like lmax a good lmax heat treat mm -hmm. that, yeah that should be coming out on the uh Spenza 51 yeah <laughs> so that's 51. no but i think the most overrated knife i handled so far brand is emerson by far they are absolutely terrible like the g10 is like 80 <laughs> grit fucking destroy your hand I'll agree with you there. The G10 oh, is man. ridiculously aggressive. The lock stick is it's like, like sandpaper. It's like they try to make the lock stick. Like they just. It's like they're assembled. It, they, I'm not trying to offend anyone. It's like they're assembled by a blind person. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> lock stick equals more secure. The fit finish is right. Well. Never close it. They still use 154 CM CP or 154 CM, which is a smaller brain CPM 154. I mean, mm -hmm. they perform almost identical, but. It's an it, yeah, it's it's not a terrible steel. You could do a lot worse, but now the thing is like Emerson, the knives aren't cheap. I've just looked up the price. They're expensive, and, right? And they're like one eighty and above, like one eighty yeah. to two fifty. So they're not cheap knives. Oh, they're yeah. boomer knives. And they're G ten. I don't even think it's titanium line. I think it's just stainless steel. One fifty four cm. Steel's more durable. But the main the main hype about those knives are the draws. The operator, like, I could kill a freaking, you know, someone in the war with this knife. Like, dude, you can kill anyone with anything. Like, why Emerson? Just because you can open it fast with a wave? Like, I don't know. They're terrible. You know what? The You're crafting the on the wave feature until there is a Sasquatch bearing down on you, running at 35 miles an hour, <laughs> just about to destroy you. And then you wave open your battle crambit and end its life. Yeah, but... Yeah, they're terrible. That's all I I, I agree with that. Um, also, uh, I've seen Emerson try to, you know, go on forums and stuff like that and kind of, like, uh, explain why his knives are worth what they're worth and blah, 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 uh, blah. Yeah. And he's never made a compelling argument per, that terrible. I felt, you know, and I don't know, man. And also, Emerson has talked about how, you know, he doesn't have to increase the quality of his knives because they're user knives. Um, yeah, a.k.a. I'll, I don't care. Oh yeah, I'll find. I know people care, so I'll find. I'll find the link to that forum post somewhere. I know but it's out there. Um, on that front, like I don't have to make them better because they're users. The reason, at least for me, that I buy expensive knives is I want to enjoy using them. Yeah. Why the hell would I want to spend two hundred dollars on a knife that I hate using because it feels like I'm handling sandpaper every time I go to open a box? Like yeah. Yeah. It's like it's annoying. sad that all the cheap Kershaw Emersons are better Emersons. Dude, than... the freaking ZT Emersons are miles oh, better than the real Emersons. Yeah. The 640 is awesome. Oh, yeah. The 640 is great. If he wants to sell his designs to other people. The 640 like, and 630 are amazing. That's true. I'll give Emerson that. He can design some pretty decent. He can, he can collaborate. He can make some decent designs. Yeah. Can't. So then the next one I have is TRM. I agree with you guys, or whoever said it. I forgot already. It was Jake. <laughs> but... 
Okay, my thing with CR or TRM is like they feel cheap. Okay, that's whatever. They're thin little dainty knives. But the thing that makes me mad about them is like the stock is so thin on the blade, so you would think it'd be a, a slicing machine. It's not that. But good they're at not. It. They're not. They're like twenty thousand behind the edge, and the freaking stock is like crazy thin. Like once you get into the material that you're cutting, it's not that bad. But for that like you said, stock, dude, it's difficult to get it started sometimes. That's the thing is like. I don't understand why people would rather have a TRM than a small Spider's Co. Like the Spider Co. Sage One, Sage Two, the freaking Native, dude. Those are those cut like crazy. I have a spider. I have a Sage One. I've had for like six, seven years now, and I've sharpened that thing so many freaking times. Dude, it's this still Sage twelve thou behind the edge. My mind with how good it is at cutting. As, yeah, it's twelve it's thou incredible. behind the edge, and I've sharpened it so many freaking times. So I don't understand the hype. With, TRM, I guess it's just another stump thumb stud. Like, oh look at that! Uh, I could, I could buy a scale for one hundred fifty dollars, dude. Like, I don't give a shit about. I feel like you can see a lot of the trend with these knives. Or these are knives that the community have latched onto after a Nick Shabazz review. Yeah, I mean, I get that he has a huge, and <clears throat> and that's not bashing Nick. It's just no. I think people take his pre- his preferences sometimes as like gospel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which that's you should average person. You shouldn't do for anybody, sure. even. Like, I praise the Spyderco Paizan. I love... Anyone who knows me knows I love that freaking knife. But that's not good for everybody. It's yeah, super exactly. expensive. It's wild. Yeah, it's... And I don't recommend anyone buy that knife unless you just have excess money and want to try something cool. But, oh, my God. If you guys would have seen the first TRM that came out, like, when, probably, like, the first six months they were out, dude, the edges they came with looks like a blind person should have just sharpened it on a freaking rock. <laughs> They were terrible. The bevels were so off. They weren't even sharp. It was it was terrible. They were absolutely terrible. And I have no <laughs> idea how no one said anything about it because like people were buying them. And Man, you, didn't you know nobody can by. sharpen themselves. Yeah, that's, I don't know. yeah. I <laughs> I'm guess. kidding. Don't care. But okay, that's my two. <laughs> Listen, dude. Here's what I learned from doing the um, the mini sewed is there. Are... <laughs> There are actually a decent number. Of, I know there. This is a joke, but there's actually a decent number of people who uh, who buy new knives instead of uh, instead of sharpening them. I respect it. <laughs> I just take yeah. my knives to my sharpening guy, or I, if well, this is actually what I do. I'll strop them for about fifteen twenty minutes if I can't get it back to a functional yeah. edge and it's a decent knife that I actually care about. Yeah. I'll take it to my sharpening guy. If not, it's headed to the workshop. But stro- <laughs> I always I always drop everything. Yeah, like um, if it's not cutting, if it's not cutting paper, let me just drop it for about 15, 20 minutes. It'll yeah, be, stropping's, be fine. stropping's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually need to buy myself a new strop at some point. I'll probably do that. Just one make now. one. I did. Oh, you did? I made my first strop. I just don't like how small it is, and it. I don't know, man. Like my strop is probably about six inches long, and like three inches wide. That's average. <laughs> well, um, I want I want a big like a big paddle one. You know, like, oh yeah, you can buy one of those I, like, I want the four sided ones. Those are like amazing. you know, and they're twenty dollars. It's like that's how much it would cost for me to make one. So I'm just gonna buy one. It's gonna be better quality than the one I made, and it'll already be loaded up, and I won't have to load it. So what, what do you need to make a strop? Just like leather and wood, basically. Yeah, you don't even have to use leather. Leather, sorry. You can use like a uh, denim pants or whatever. I have Any, like I have like four feet like a four by one strip of leather still left over I any just make me a decent size any one. porous material will work um for loading it up right also would 
Yeah, balsa wood. Basically, anything that'll hold the compound, you can use as a straw. Yeah, leather just um, happens to hold the compound really well. Like, right. And you can and leather itself is a very 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 fine abrasive, right? Like it's. Or you could just yeah. cut through strapping compound. Yeah, you yeah. cut through, yeah. cut straight through leather. Slide yeah, leather. Just, <laughs> yeah, just cut, cut, cut. Yeah. leather. All joking aside, leather will destroy your knife edge. Well, that's because it's like I said, it's an abrasive, you know. It's, it's like I, I use a scalpel for all my leatherwork stuff. I have to switch out the blade like every three minutes. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so I, I'm going to get me a strop eventually. I know I've been saying that for like a year now, but, you know, I don't know. My my strop's been used up, basically, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, they they have a life, so. Yeah, yeah so. Um, no, I got one more. I got oh, one okay. more. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> overrated. He was trying to avoid any drama. So it's knives we feel are overrated. So, I mean, the Norseman. The Norseman I mean, is. It's fine, what? yeah. It's a, what, I, I almost why? thought that. Why, why I Norseman? What do you mean, why? why? Why do people buy it? I don't um, know. Um, I, I was actually, so, just, I'd wanted one for a really long time. I really liked the, the idea of, like, the blade shape. It just seemed decent. Got one in hand. The blade's awesome. But holy hell, I'm not paying that much for one. Well, no, they're the $600 is, now, I think. a lot of, In a lot of places, they're going for $600, and I think that's about reasonable. It didn't work for, it didn't work for my hand for $600. It, that's like a $400 oh, knife to me. You've got some fat hands, Jake. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, it's true, though. Like, my... it. The problem is my fingers are really, like, wide. Yeah. And it makes it very handle-filling. Very, very. <laughs> for uh, reference, for reference, I've got super skinny fingers. Like I wear a size seven ring. Oh, my ring's like size eleven and a half or twelve or something like that. Yeah. Um. So. But it just, it was way too thin. Um, the ergos were a little weird. Not a bad knife. It's ext- the, the probably the best made knife I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life. You can't knock the fan finish at all. It was it was oh, overrated. No, it's it was overrated for fourteen hundred dollars when they were going for fourteen hundred dollars. But um, when I saw that they like when I saw they yeah, polished and chamfered well. the inside of the lock bar cutout, I was like, okay, this is like some no. next level stuff. Here's but I I think there are more overrated knives than Norseman's. Um, personally, I would argue Especially that lately. I would argue that any Holt knife is more overrated than a than a Norseman, just because like at least in this time period right now, as of recording for nineteen twenty twenty, um, mainly because like I don't know with the Norseman, it's at least a a very unique design, you know, super high quality fit and finish, uh, almost everything's made in house. Um, even the heat treating's done in house. Um, like I don't know, like for the price that they're going for now, I see the quality. I see why people would buy them. So that's just my opinion, though. You know, so like I, that's why I didn't say any Grimsmos or Norsemans. The Rask, maybe a little bit overrated. The uh, Rask is boring as hell to me. No, it was, no it offense, Grimsmo. But you went from like something really cool and interesting to like the most boring shit on earth. Well, you know, to be fair, the Norsemen they focus on production of the Norsemen a lot more than the Rask. Um, you know, that's because they so. realize that it's it's a better design. Well, it's <laughs> their more popular design. Yeah, it's a novelty knife. Like you look at that yeah. knife, like wow, that's weird. I want to have one. 
I don't know. The thing that the Grimm's most focused on now is pens and the tie scry. What is, what is it called? It's not saga. Saga, sorry. Um, I don't know why I said tie scribe. That's a completely different pen. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, the Grimsmith Saga. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. You remember when they did uh, fidget spinners for a while? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they those are still the, super expensive. They jump on the hype web wagons. Definitely. They do. And I respect they do jump it. On. I respect it because that's how you make money. If you have yeah, all yeah, the you to make shit. No, actually, to not? be fair, to be fair, you could argue that the. The Grimsmos are a CNC company and not a knife company. Um, to be fair, I think everyone forgot that Nick had one of those fidget spinners, and I think we should all remember it and bring it up <laughs> and just let him know. <laughs> That's the thing I always tell people is, like, I don't look at Grimsmos as knife makers. They right. are machinists that happen to make knives right now. Exactly, yeah, that's that's what they like, are. Like, I really honestly don't believe they have love for knives. Like, they don't, they're not really knife people. I was a little them. hesitant to agree with you for a moment, but now that I'm sitting here thinking back on it, the thing that was exceptional about that knife, even on the blade, was the machining. Like, it's just... Yeah, they're machinists. That's good. What, that's mm. what their whole YouTube channel is based around. It's not like they're... I mean, I think the only knife they had that's not their knives is um, Souther's knives, so... That's what uh, uh, Sky said, right? Yeah, well, they have a YouTube channel video on that, too, but so how... To me, if I was like a maker and I was really into knives before making, I'm still gonna have a collection of other knives. That's just me though. Right. And I've noticed that with other makers, they have other makers' knives because they look at their their knives as inspiration. Like, wow, that's cool how he did that. Yeah, but they still like knives. Yeah, but Grinsman was like, nah, screw that shit. We just make the Norseman. <laughs> I mean, this, the same kind of goes for the Holtz too, though, right? They aren't. No, really... They have a collection. Do they? They have. They, they have, have like. Big, a, I they think have they have a smaller collection. collection, right? They have. Um, they like Shira Gorov. They like yeah, South Africa in general. Mm. I, I I had heard, I guess I had heard someone tell me recently that they, um, obviously this is just someone telling me this, but I'd heard someone tell me that, um, you know, the Holtz didn't really care about knives that much. I don't know why. I mean, um, I don't I know how that even makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I don't know crazy much about the Holtz. That's just, I was just curious what y'all thought about that. So, all right. Um, with all of those overrated knives out of the way, I think it's time for a short break and then we will get back with our carries for formal situations. So, yeah. All right. And we're back. So, uh, yeah. So the next topic we're talking about is, um, the, uh, what we would carry in formal situations. Um, like small knives, fancy knives, hidden knives, whatever. So yeah, it's kind of more of a you know personal preference type topic. Said, I think you said hidden knives. Hidden knives. I just mean like deep carry pocket clips. Oh, I carry like a belt buckle knife everywhere yeah. just in case anything. I've goes seen down. those, dude. I've knife. seen those. <laughs> no, I honest those to god, honest to god, I did think about buying one of those bracelet knives, um, where they have a where like the clasp. Pull yeah, I've seen that. I don't know. Though. <laughs> I don't know. Like you could probably cut a seatbelt if you ever had your legs crumpled in a car or something like that. You know, right? I think like, I would just die if my legs were crumpled. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my ideology whenever I'd carry a neck knife. Was like if I was ever in a like, my legs are ever gone in a car crash so you're or something like that. So you to die faster. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was dark. <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah. So like, that's the thing, right? So like, you ever seen those videos where like the guy gets 
the guy the guy is like out um in like a, a a ravine or like a canyon and he's squeezing through a heart like a really tight area and then like he falls and his leg gets caught and crushed into this little small space or whatever or like a rock like a uh, fall cave in happens what, and what are you gonna do? Cut legs. it off? Yeah, and they cut his he cuts his leg off. Well that happened dude. to you, Tyler. <laughs> you see that one dude that did that with his arm? He cut his arm I'm, off. Yeah, I, I'm for real with y'all. I'm like I, I love living, but I, would I just, love living. I'm just gonna let it in. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not cutting. You know how? At least for me, my leg is fucking dick. Like my, <laughs> I have like massive, massive calves. If I had to cut through this, there's no way. You'd never there's get dull about. Oh no, it would be that hard because it'd be dust. How do you get through the bone? You don't because you just it's, keep going. It's dust. It's dust at that point. If it's crushed, it just slides through like uh, like butter. Oh, you're you're assuming like I have like <laughs> I a toothpaste leg. Yeah, that's basically. You were assuming like you got, yeah, your legs just smash like. Well, a if you're gonna be cutting off your leg, this is like, I am going to die here if I don't cut off my leg. Right. I think your instincts will kick in and you'll get numb and you just cut it. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, if it's just if I just got toothpaste leg, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and go for it. I assumed it was still like. I assumed <laughs> no, no, no. I assumed I this still had like, it, but it was just kind of like. This is like useless. you know, like you see, have you heard those accidents where like someone gets their arm pulled into a machine in a factory yep. or something like that, and then yeah. then their their arm is completely flattened in the machine or whatever. Or like Tiger King. Yeah. Or Tiger King. Although they she. Anyways, that's spoilers though. But that chick didn't even react to it. That she's crazy. Dude, she she is. Uh, I'm sorry. He he is like a boss. Yeah. Like. Terrifying. Anyways. Um, we're not talking <laughs> about talking survival about situations. We're talking about formal situations. <laughs> <laughs> um, hope you hope you're never stuck with your Chris Reeve Benandi and you got your legs stuck in a. So rock. if you ever are in a tuxedo and you get into a car crash and you need to cut off your legs. This is what, what you would be caring. Um, anyways, for me personally, um, for formal situations, I'm going to basically carry anything with a deep carry clip that is oh, yeah. tuxedoed out with carbon fiber, right? Um, main thing it needs to have is the deep carry clip. You know, I don't want people to see it. I don't really want people to know I'm carrying a knife. In formal situations, I just don't think it's very professional looking personally, um, which is why I will reach for, like, my gent, which I find to be the perfect formal carry knife because my gent has the carbon fiber overlay scales um, also the the like in addition to being deep carry the pocket clip is so thin it's, it's literally it's a pen amazing it, it's literally even thinner than a pilot g2 like a you know a regular like rollerball pen like it's thinner than yep. that you know and that literally looks like a pen so if you carry that in your front pocket it's a pen you know in a tuxedo that's what people would think that's what it looks like and then if you ever need to use it, which I don't know if you really need to use it that much in formal situations, like what are you going to do? No, probably not. You know? So like, I don't know. I guess some, some people might take it out and cut steak with it or something like that. I don't know. Like, You look so weird. <laughs> personally, I just think, you know, I don't really care to pull out my knives in restaurants. I feel like the big serrated knives they always give you, they, they, they drag through good enough, you know? But whatever. Like I think uh, that's what I look for in a formal carry knife. And you know, the gent is also a pretty small knife. Definitely not, you know, definitely not a huge knife or anything. So um, it's definitely not like a tiny knife, but it's uh, small enough that it um, 
it's pretty carryable and fine. So that's what I look for. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Jake, what do you look for in a um, formal situation? So very similar. I'm, I'm not super big on the carbon fiber, actually. I generally prefer either raw tie or wood if I have it. Um, but like a specific knife, I tend to carry my um, Boker Urban Trapper Petite just because it's super small, super unoffensive. Um, deep carry clip, if I can get one, like you said, especially if it's, I don't normally like blacked out clips, but they blend in very, very well with clothing. Yeah, definitely. Um, or no clip at all. Um, traditional. Yeah. Either a traditional or like a super small knife that doesn't, uh, like Old my Boomer. McBee I take with me a lot. Um, if I have to go somewhere where I don't want people to know that I have a knife or don't want to draw attention to it, typically something super, super small. Um, yeah, so either deep carry clip or no clip, preferably. And if I can, if I can use a traditional, um, bonus points because then people they're not even gonna pay attention when you pull it out. Right, because it's less scary looking, you know, to normal people, normies. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what I look <laughs> for. Um, I don't really look for anything crazy fancy. I know some people want to look have you know. So for a wedding day, I might say that you that's okay because obviously that's like you know, catered towards, like, if it's, like, your wedding or something like that yeah. or a friend's wedding. And, like, you know, I see, like, the weddings where, like, people will buy all of their groomsmen knives. That is a different thing, you know? But, like, if I'm going to, like, a, let's say, like, a job interview, you know? Oh, job interview. I don't even carry a knife. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't carry a knife. Personally. Some people would. if you would. had to. Yeah. Or, <laughs> like, I don't know, uh, let's just say you go to, like, a church thing or something like that. A church, some churches are pretty formal. I know like, uh, not the churches I went to as a kid. No, like, no, the churches, the churches around here that we go to are like, <laughs> some people carry guns into them. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. So, but right. some churches you dress up in and you know, that, that would be kind yeah, of I mean, what I would think about or like just a party, like a, like a dinner party with your work or something like that. That would be what I would think of. Yeah, like a, a semi-formal dinner party with work. I'd yeah. probably take a knife. Nothing, small. nothing fancy though. Like I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't carry. It. And you know, a lot of fancy knives have like these wild-looking clips and stuff like that, or that you know, big showy clips that show yeah. off in the pocket, crazy. So like I wouldn't even you know carry one of those. So what about you, Bex? Um, you know me. I gotta go full fancy mode. I knew uh, it. He's going to have time like askus on some SA custom. I don't have no boomer freaking slip joint pouch. I had none of that. I don't like that. <laughs> I have no reason to carry no boomer stuff. I need two hands open. Like, I don't know. Honestly, when I'm in, if I'm anywhere formal, I don't even like take my knife out. But I usually carry my Thorburn L50. No, what is it? L48. That's what it is. L48. But the clip is the Todd bag ceramic ball clip and in my opinion i don't know what the normies think but this does not look like a knife clip because you don't actually see those um those ceramic ball clips i this may just be me but i think they look kind of classy anyway yeah that's what i'm saying they look classy and i don't do a pens have those at all is that a thing or no um so some pens have um some I, i've seen a handful with a with a ball clip um a lot of them have wheel clips which look very similar on the outside yeah 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 um Actually, speaking of pens, um, if you carry a Spyderco, like a wire clip, it looks just like a Lamy Safari clip. Huh. Which is, they're, they're basically, they like, they look very, very, very similar. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Most pen clips aren't uh, super showy or anything, you know. Uh, the most like the most showy clips on pens that I can think of are like maybe you maybe if you consider pelican clips a little bit showy because they look like pelican yeah. bills. That's but, probably the flashiest one. That that they're a little over the top. Yeah. A lot of the Basically, pen yeah. a lot of pens that are gonna be showy are gonna be in the material made of like the body of the pen. Like the Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't find but, myself in formal situations often. Besides, like, a, is it a funeral formal? That's formal, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. I, ho- I hope it is. <laughs> that's the only place I that's go. Like a, dude, that's like a black tie thing, dude. So, yeah. I'll have a Thorburn that's kind of black. That's cool. <laughs> I carry a Thorburn to the funeral. I mean, that's fine. I don't, I don't see any, I don't see any problems. on the dead people. I don't see any problem with carrying a knife to a funeral. <laughs> like, no, no one gives a crap at a funeral. Yeah, like I, I don't mean, think that's disrespectful or anything. As long as you don't yeah. take it out and like, I don't know. Some people, this is this is like the time and place situation. Like, don't take out your knife in the middle of the funeral and start cutting up the paper of the. Start yeah. flipping over your noisy ass no. black and thorn. No, <laughs> cutting the paper of the. Eulogy. You know, you know, you get you go to a funeral. They have a, like a little pamphlet. It's like in loving memory of so and so from this day. Cut him. Test. Start cutting, cutting, test the paper. Yeah. Like, like, I just imagine time, time and place, man. I just imagined a ballet guy just mourning and just pulling out his ballet and like doing tricks with it at a funeral. A ballet, a ballet song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be. Yeah, I've only <laughs> carried my knife a few times in formal settings because I, like I said, I don't really go anywhere formal because I'm not mm-hmm. a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I... <laughs> yeah, we're terrible people to ask because Echo is a college student, and me and Vex are both poor. Um, <laughs> so we don't. Yeah. I don't even own a suit, honestly. I wore a suit, suit twice, and it you was like, oh, "This is awkward." I think I know you should I should own a suit. suit. I'm I'm way too cheap. You can I just get don't one. see the point. Is like, how often are you gonna wear a suit? What if you? Uh, well, don't you can get it? a cheap, non-fitted one from Belt for like, not even that much, like sixty bucks. Dude, I went to I had to um I've been doing more job interviews lately. Well, before all this, I was at least went and bought like a tie and uh and a belt because I didn't want a tie or a belt. Oh my god, I paid like forty five dollars for the tie and like forty bucks for the belt. I was like, this is highway robbery. Get oh, buy yeah. a decent Dude, knife for this. No, belts are expensive. You know? Oh yeah. I don't. I I was I was almost like I was like maybe I could just make one. I don't think I have. Belts are so belt. overpriced. Oh, yeah. Why? Why are they so expensive? What's so cool about it? <laughs> it's a big strip of leather. Like I, um, for my buddy's wedding when we just got out of high school, we got married, and I went full flex mode and bought expensive belt. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever bought. Like, oh yeah, three hundred dollars for a belt? Like how stupid? Oh am yeah. I? No, yeah. My my university sells belts in the, in the uh like, I don't know the bookstore, which is also like yeah. kind of the um. You know the that's so bizarre. The gift shop of the university, and you can get some crazy expensive belts there because they've got like the big. They've got like these medallions with the university's insignia going all around it and stuff like that. And I'm like, I would say the belt buckles are freaking awesome. Like the rednecks that wear like the giant ones, those are awesome. Right. I actually I've seen recently. So there's a very very small revolver you can buy called the North American Arms uh, Mini Revolver. It's so small that they make a belt buckle. That you just click the revolver in on. This dude I have just work has one. I'm like, sick. are you serious? Yeah, he has one. It's <laughs> insane. <laughs> that's awesome. You just show me a video. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing ever, but I want one. 
<laughs> I don't even have a belt buckle or any of that shit. So, belts yeah. in general, I don't know. It's just, it seems I don't even like need a belt anymore. I gained enough weight to not wear a belt anymore. That's I, w- I was just like, I was like, my pants already fit me, but I'm going to have to tuck in this shirt, and I'm going to look stupid if I go in with oh, a tucked yeah, in yeah. shirt and no belt. Dude, tucking in your, shirts is so dumb. You carry your knives on your belt on the outside, you know? Oh, not my knives. Um, When I go full boomer mode, I keep a Leatherman in a pouch, <laughs> and I have one of those cell phone cases that also sits on the outside. <laughs> My dad has those. <laughs> I bet he does. Yeah. I feel like those get like hit by everything, doorways and cars, and <laughs> might get snagged onto something. Don't look comfortable. It, I would break the clip on those like first day. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if you want stuff hanging outside? Just get a fanny pack at that point. Honestly, Dude, fanny packs are coming back. I have a fanny they pack. Are, it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into a backpack. <laughs> no joke, no joke. Um, I considered buying one recently. Uh, there's, I, I like to buy stuff from this uh, website called Rickshaw Bagworks. They make like really cool pin sleeves and stuff. They have a fanny pack. You can fully customize the colors inside and out. I'm like, I don't want a fanny pack now. God, you know how much confidence you have to have to wear a fanny pack in public. Like no I one can tell you nothing. Yeah, but if you pool a knife out of it, like. I bought a, uh, a Corona mask street. from them recently. And you it's, bought a it's Corona bright. mask from Rickshaw, <laughs> dude. It's it's bright pink. <laughs> like I'm not gonna <laughs> not buy that. You? My mother, my mother made me a Corona mask. Dude, actually. you didn't offer like make me and Vex Corona mask. Ah, uh, stage behind the edge podcast. Come on. <laughs> I'll just I'll Heartless. just I'll just yeah. Com- commission your mom for us. <laughs> it's like mom, we need we need a couple more. <laughs> God, it's actually pretty nice though. Like I appreciate it. Um. Yeah, so that's really sweet. Actually, man. yeah. Speaking of which, um, have you all been to the grocery stores? Are people wearing masks like crazy in the grocery oh, yeah. stores? People are wearing uh, here, masks. Here they are. Yeah, oh, yeah. like was... probably last time I went was probably two and a half weeks ago. They're probably seventy five percent of people already wearing masks. Yeah, that's what I thought. Pretty wild. Isn't it weird? Um, like how like not to be racist, but Asians have been doing this forever. They've been wearing masks <laughs> when they're sick. But I remember people specifically <laughs> saying like that is weird. Now everyone's going to do it. I guarantee after this is all blown over, everyone's going to do it from now on when you're sick. I mean, I am because I already I just spent like 40 I bucks on should. a mask. <laughs> yeah. Damn right I'm going to wear it everywhere. Yeah, I, I, no, I think it's actually a really cool thing our, I think that Americans should pick up. It's yeah. like, why wouldn't you? Like, if you, yeah. Dude, people are so disgusting. Coughing on yeah. everything, coughing in their well, hands. That's, that's why I don't leave the house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, and, you know, we're only going on this tangent because this is basically the end of the podcast but um you know it's almost the end i still have some more stuff to say anyways um you know i i have heard some people tell me it's respectful right i have had some people tell me that like well why would you wear a mask because if you're not sick then there's no reason to wear a mask well the thing is if you wear a mask and you're you're incubating the virus since it has an incubation period you're protecting others from getting sick if you have it and you don't know it yet you know? Yeah. So that's why you should just wear one anyway. Just have some. And you you do get minor um minor disease prevention yeah. chances from it. Well, yeah, it's a lot it's more like important than the person yeah. who is sick wears it. But if both of you wear it, it's even better. Yep. Just do it. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, um, that away. Uh, I do have coming up. We have the future of the BTE podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I just want to kind of. You know, since this is the season three revamping, you know, since it's just the three of us right now, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, kind of the, w- what we're doing going forward, you know, 
So yeah, um, so going forward, we're gonna try to be more consistent again with our uploads. You know, gonna record Sundays, upload Mondays, just like we used to. You know, coronavirus has really kind of screwed up the way that we, uh, you know, uploaded, and you know, we had different obligations, and you know, and you know, like I had to go home, and everybody's kind of living from home now, and Vex has different work hours and all this kind of crazy stuff. So we're gonna work on being consistent, consistent again. Um, yeah, so plus kind of, you know, with Brian's indefinite and recent departure, we kind of been placed under circumstances that we didn't really foresee. Like, you know, we didn't know Brian was going to have to take time away. Um, so yeah, so hopefully we'll be getting some new exciting guests to make up for Brian's absence. I'm going to work on that and try, um, to find some interesting people to get on the podcast. Um, in the meantime, if you're interesting and you want to be on, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, email us, please, about topics you want us to talk about and any possible guests you'd be interested in, in us having on. Um, if you're, That was another thing I was going to get into, Jake. If you're a listener who does something interesting, such as CNC work or you have a cool YouTube channel or you know, you're your viewer or something like that, email us and we'll check it out and maybe even consider having you on the podcast. So, yeah, that's kind of the future going forward. I'm thinking about... You know, I I did talk to this one guy about getting a new logo made. Definitely, probably going to get a new logo made. Um, uh, also, going to get some new upgrades uh, so that I can back up all of our podcasts onto a new hard drive, so that I have backups of everything. Um, and also, I kind of am okay not having so much stuff on my computer because I have like many many gigabytes of podcast data. On my I was computer. about to say I I went and wiped mine yesterday and it was like twenty something gigs. Oh, dude! <laughs> of like podcasted dude, just for me. I have like a hundred and fifty or something like that. It's Jeez, like wild. Man. Um, so yeah. So in conclusion, thank you all for listening to our podcast. You know we appreciate your continued support. You know in spite of the regular up uh, regular uploads lately. Um, you know, with the kickoff of the season three of this podcast, we'll be pushing for regular uploads and more events. Um, gonna try to, you know, get new stuff in order. You know, I wanted to get stickers and stuff like that made, but you know, with coronavirus that kind of stopped anything. So I didn't, I didn't want to touch anything monetarily, you know, until then. Um, I do have a few things on the back burner. I think you'll all be interested in and excited for. Um, if you're interested in donating to the podcast at all, it really helps. You know, it pays for our website, pays for any of the stuff that we need to get, pays for our audio software. You'll pay for the hard drive I need to get to back up all of our podcasts. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can donate at https colon slash slash behind the edge podcast.com at the donation tab. If you want to do one-time donations, you can do that on that tab. And you can also do monthly donations via Patreon on that tab. Um, so yeah, we appreciate you all and we will uh, see you on the next podcast.